Accountants Are Sexy is back for another season and this season we'll see our 100th episode. I want to take a moment to thank everyone that's helped so far. Every like, listen, subscribe, watch, all of it means the world to me. This season is sponsored by Charterpath. Charterpath is a charity designed to help the financial skills gap within non-profits. I've recently joined their advisory board to help them on their mission to increase volunteering within the financial sector from only 10% to a very healthy 50%. If you want any more information on how you can be a part of this mission, then drop me a message or leave a comment or visit their website, charterpath.org. Now, are we ready to meet the guests? Welcome to the exclusive podcast, Accountants Are Sexy, Change My Mind. Consultant Kelly sits down with agency owners, breaking the mold to really give you a sense of why accountants are sexy. Right, hello and good afternoon, Narinda. Welcome to Accountants Are Sexy, Change My Mind. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a pleasure to have you on today uh, from Avna Accountancy Services, if I got that right. You have, yes, it's a common accountants. Uh, there's no services on the end, but yes, services is what we do. <laughs> Would you like to give us a quick intro then as to what, what it is you do? Well, I, um, um, I run a general accountancy practice. I've been running this for the best part of a quarter of a century. Um, so what I call the compliance work, I can do that with my eyes shut. Mm. Yeah, we have a small team, so... Uh, there's a lot of changes happening, as everybody knows, with all this making tax digital. The last two years, the changes have happened. There's a lot more happening next year. Okay. Um, but uh, over the last like eight to ten years, I've always thought that I should be doing a lot more advisory work. And mm. um, so during the um, uh, pandemic, I bumped to an, into an old friend, hadn't uh, seen for a while who's more sales orientated. Yeah. And we just got chatting what are you up to, the usual uh, 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 questions and answers. And um, I said, I've, I've been thinking about this. He said, great, yeah, let, let's do it. Wonderful. So th- this is something that we've uh, progressed all through uh, uh, the lockdown. And um, we've just started marketing this from last, um, not last month now, in, in July. So you, um, we'll, we'll dig into it a bit more in a moment, but with regards yeah. to the um, uh, the advisory services, I know you and I have been speaking about that for months, months now. Yeah. It seems to be a bit of a bug, like um, bug word on LinkedIn at the moment, where everyone is being told that they should do advisory services, but nobody really, not everybody really knows what that means. So what does it mean? I totally agree. Um when somebody says to me they're a consultant, um, I won't say the expletives I use, but, you know, what's a consultant? Mm. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, if you say you're a cardiologist, I understand. Yeah. If you say you're a gynecologist, I understand. A consultant? You know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's one of those rubbish words that uh, people top themselves up with. But, you know, be a lot more specific. Um, so what we're looking at is yes, a client should have all its numbers and they should all be up to date, but it's about advising them on their business mm. and all aspects of their business. Mm. I'm not a specialist. 
I'm not a specialist in uh, in everything, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a specialist in tax. Yeah, I'm a specialist in accounting systems. I'm a specialist in uh, um, uh, business planning. But we're building up a team where, if a client needs other specialisms, we'll bring them in. Do you and think- it's about pro- pro- providing a holistic overview for the business. Yeah, and and this is something that accountants in in general are being told to to adapt to and to deliver because they there seems to be this uh, story uh, this narrative being told at the moment where accountants can't just be compliance accountants and they have to be more but should they be more? I, th- I think they should be because I mean people go and see their bank manager when you could see a bank manager mm-hmm. uh, to get business advice. Now, what does a bank manager know about business? He's never been in business. Mm-hmm. All he's done is look at somebody's bank statements of money coming in and going out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that doesn't feel- make everyone good. Like you said already, yeah. you haven't got the skills and everything, but you have a team around you where you offer this full system. What about accountants who are one-man bands? What do they do? Essentially, I'm a one-man band. I have have three young ladies in the office that I get to do most of the compliance work. Um, But what we're looking at is how can we scale this up? Mm. The name of our business is Scale Up Success. Yeah. Yeah, so then it says what it does on the tin. And our uh, uh, strap line is Creating Millionaires. So our mission, yeah, our mission is to create 100 millionaires by 2030. So essentially about 10 a year. Okay. Well, that seems and achievable. It's less than yeah. one a month. It's dead easy. It's less than one a month. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're, we're not looking for millions of clients. It's not like compliance where you charge them uh, small fees, but you need volume. Here we're looking at charging uh, uh, substantial fees. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, giving them quality. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all, all accountants, yeah, we all do the VAT returns. We all do the tax returns. We all do the limited company accounts. And when do we do limited company accounts? With well, a year and this month, they usually get done anytime between April and December. Yeah. And all that happens is that you get the accounts done because they need submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's too late to do anything, it's too late to use them as a tool. Yeah, it's always looking back. It's always historical, yeah. And when you're looking at um, uh, uh, the systems these days, the, um, the revenue have done everybody a great service with this making tax digital. Good. So, uh, you agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it, it, it makes life a lot easier for the accountant. One, yeah. it, it's more fees because it's more work. Mm. But if it's forcing clients to keep their paperwork up to date, yeah. I say forcing them, a lot of them still not keeping their paperwork up to date. Well, we're still going through the learning curve, aren't we? And I, <laughs> I say we, I'm not including myself in this. <laughs> I, I, I was talking to uh, a prospective client and um, he does that two million turnover. Mm. Um, and I said, look, you know, maybe we should have a chat. Uh, he said, yeah, but I've got a lovely accountant already. Mm. I said, okay, I'm not saying I want to work, uh, displace your accountant, but what does it do for you? He said, well, he does my bank returns and uh, he uses zero. 
I said, okay, so the last bit of work you've done for you is your VAT return. He says, yes. I said, what did you do? He said, uh, uh, I said, I'll tell you what you did. It gave you how much your VAT was. And that's it. Yeah. And submitted the return. Yeah. He said, yes. I said, well, if you've done all your numbers to get your VAT return, surely you should then be looking at your overall numbers for the quarter just ended. Mm. Not look at these figures in nine, 12 months' time. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can make decisions based on those numbers absolutely. right today instead yeah. of looking back. Absolutely. Well, you made those numbers, but also you should be planning going forward. So, so if your year end is March, you should have a pretty good indication of what your year end figures are going to be by the end of January, December. Yeah. So what do you think about the, the tech that's come into the industry? Because you said 25 years, am I right? Yeah, yeah. So you I've, I've, I've gone from doing the, the paper bits on <laughs> spreadsheets and now on some we use QuickBooks as our preferred uh, uh, bookkeeping system. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, whether it's QuickBooks or Zero or any of the others, yeah, they're all similar. Much yeah. too much. It's all double entry. And it's um it's not just like the, the that side of it as well. I mean, you've got all of the um, proposal software that plugs in. You've got the practice management that's, that seems to be making life a lot easier. There seems to be it seems to be a tech heavy industry these days where it wasn't before. It should be, but it's not. Okay, why yeah, isn't it? So, well, I was talking to another uh, uh, young man, accountant in practice. He has a friend of mine, known him forever. Always moaning that he's not got enough fees. Always moaning. And I was talking about what I'm thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I even said to him, if you want to be part of it, let me know. Not going to cost you anything. And uh, what does he say? He said, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I, yeah, so you can do everything. Right. Good on him. Yeah, I said, when was the last time you did any of it? Yeah. Never. There's definitely a big gap between what we can do and what we do do. Yes. Yeah. And this is exactly where, where we're we're attacking it. So yes, yeah, we want to have clients where all the bookkeeping is up to date, the management information, give them all their uh, numbers, you know, their trade debtors, trade creditors, their PL, their their uh, 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 balance sheet uh, at the touch of a button. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, we want to be able to put the the forecasts. Yeah. And the one thing that we found uh, that we ask any prospect now is uh, what's your um, what's your number? And by number, we mean what's your number as in where do you want to be yeah. in 10 years' time? Yeah. Yeah. Is your number a million? Is it 10 million? Is it 20 million? What is it? Mm. It's quite amazing how many people don't know this. I go through a process myself when I when I look at their marketing. And the thing that I start with, first of all, first and foremost, is what do you want? And it's not an easy question. And you would imagine it's not, it but, is. but the thing is that if you're talking to somebody uh, about business and so on, and you're a business owner, if you don't know where you're going because you don't know your number, how the hell are you going to get there? Exactly. And how do you know when you've got there? Yes. Yeah. And if, if you haven't got a target to aim for, the chances are you won't even progress towards it. Yeah, I think in that respect, it makes everything a little bit less meaningful. 
Yes. So every task that you do, if it's not geared towards an end goal, why mm. are you doing it? Why is it important? So it's the whole, what do you get up for every day? You know, what's your yeah. inspiration yeah. and motivation? I know mean, I, I don't want to, um, I was going to say, uh, uh, mention some other accountants that I've come across, but before the pandemic, I decided to expand. Yeah. So I took on these uh, two other accountants uh, who uh, have their own small practices, so we merged. Mm-hmm. And I just shocked them, their mindset, their mentality. And then they've worked for a number of other practices in the area. And you say, yeah, but that, that's how we did it there. That's how we did it. And I'm thinking, God, yeah, what is wrong with you guys? Yeah. And yeah, you have your Pick destiny. Up a <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, they didn't last very long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, we soon parted company. Um, and I said, and I thought, you know, there's so much here that I can do, which all these other accountancy practices are not doing. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was talking to uh, a uh, young man, he's. Uh, partner in a five partner practice which is part of a national firm okay his mindset was so closed really yeah because maybe employee state because it's so big but he's a partner yeah but it's like and, and, and to be honest, he is but you know you think it's i won't say the name of the practice because you know that, that doesn't uh, uh, read right but um his increase in uh, fees for the year's target was like minuscule. Right. Yeah, the, the actual practice between five partners turns out 1.5 million. Yeah. And um, just talking through some numbers, and uh, I reckon that he's the partners on average probably making about 70 to 90 grand each. Okay. Which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his target entails because he was more the client-based uh, partner. His target was, to, it was like three or four percent increase on sales, four or five percent uh, increase in sales. Okay, that doesn't seem a lot. It doesn't seem very edgy. Yeah, I, I said but I'm a one-man band. I make more than two of you put together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is the reason why you're a one-man band because then you're in control of that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what's your views then on goals? Because, I mean, I, I think from speaking to you a few times now, I understand this, but should they be manageable and attainable or should they be big and hairy and audacious? Big and hairy. <laughs> Huge and hairy. Because, you know, that, that's where you're going to start, isn't it? If you don't yeah. aim big, you're not going to get up anywhere there. Yeah, the way that I describe it is let your let your goals be big, hairy, and audacious, but let your objectives be manageable and attainable. Well, no, uh, I would say let your goals be you know the BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goals. Yeah, that's the term that a lot of people use. Um, but then alongside that should be your vision. Yeah. Yeah, and your vision is there in five years' time, ten years' time, and if that. Uh, vision is there then what we do with with our advisory stuff is engineer it backwards yeah this is where you are today this is where you want to be in 10 years time okay let's have a look at your number and then what work up as to what you need to do from today in 10 years you get it yeah once we've done that we can then start thinking well actually this is too ridiculous it's not going to happen or you're going to chuck so much at it have you got that to chuck at it to make it happen yeah. 
Um, and you know, if you've got unlimited funding or, or your your uh, ambitious enough, or you want to work hard enough, yeah, I've I've seen companies that start off nothing mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, float in five years. Yeah. So yeah. it's totally doable. I've seen um, I've seen some e-commerce companies like just shoot up over the past like through the pandemic and they have done phenomenally well. Well, uh, funny you should say that Um, the presentation which uh, I mentioned to you uh, a couple of weeks ago, which we did last uh, last week, and that was in conjunction with uh, Ernst and Young. So Mm -hmm. there's three of us speaking: Ernst and Young uh, uh, representative on. uh, research and development. Uh, I spoke about cash, and my colleagues sp- uh, spoke about uh, investing in the business. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just did this uh, uh, fifteen minutes on where you find cash in your business. And this young lady in the audience, she put her hand down. She said, "I've got a client who uh, uh, needs money," and she said, "So uh, let me just explain the situation." Uh, she said, "If I." Uh, got them £250,000 worth of borrowing. Then I got another £250,000 worth of borrowing. And I got another £250,000 worth of borrowing. And now I can't get them anymore because the the, the equity they have is is not enough. Mm -hmm. They've grown from 1.5 million turnover to 15 million. Okay. And they get paid on the dot. Yeah, what's their issue? Yeah, so why do they need money in the business? Well, I, 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 I won't go into too much detail. I'll say it's probably this or that or that. And get me in front of them. Reasonable. Yeah, so, so we've got a meeting with a young lady next um, um, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is amazing what you can do when you put your mind to it. Now, there are people who come along and for reasons they struggle, Um but I've seen I've seen people grow property portfolios in a year. I've seen people grow education companies. I've seen people grow e-commerce businesses from scratch. You know, like literally having to move out of their home into rented accommodation temporarily mm. to fund the business, and yes. now and now they're flying. And I just I think it's quite amazing. But you can't do that on your own. And this is what I've come to realise through my journey as a business owner. You need your business mentors and I wouldn't necessarily go as far to say as coaches but coaches are useful um but you need people one one thing that you that everybody needs is accountability yeah for sure yeah if you've got your plan in place you've got your measurement measurement tools yes things like OKRs you know your goals and whatever you want Mm -hmm. to call them that's what you measure it by yeah and then we kid ourselves Whereas if it's somebody else, if I'm coming along to you and say, uh, Kelly, you said you're going to do this. Let me have a seat and, uh, look at what you've done. You're going to do it. I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. And if I turn up and you haven't done it, it's going to be rather embarrassing. Yeah. And yeah. That's why it's so uh, important to have your uh, uh, accountability partners with you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I didn't realise how much accountability helps until past couple of years really and mm. before I tried to do everything on my own because I thought I could but uh, although I was I definitely knew when I first started seven years ago I definitely knew more than I thought I knew at the time but mm. what I really didn't understand is the support network you need in order to make things happen 
Um, mm. Now that's really changed for me. Um, looking back at your journey. Well, let me, let me just add to what you just said. <clears throat> yeah. So what's been in the news for the last three days? Um, the Emma. <laughs> Emma. 18 years of age. She's yeah. gone to the States, just finished her A-levels. And what has she got with her? Yeah, the, her team, her coach. Yeah. And she said, without the coach, it wouldn't have happened. Did she say that? Bless her. Well, it's true, though. Yeah. I mean, Roger Federer, probably one of the best tennis players ever. How many coaches does he have? Mm. Well, I, I think actually multiple is the answer, exactly. isn't it? Because it's for different exactly. things. You've yes. got your physical, your mindset, your yeah. nutrition. You've got a coach yeah. for everything. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, my um, uh, brother-in-law, he's um, in HR and uh, he's done the rounds. He's ended up as a headhunter with a company called Corn Ferry, you know, one of the biggest headhunters in the world. And he's younger than me and I hold him to, uh, to account. He thinks he knows everything. Because he coaches CEOs. Okay. And his, his charge rate is like seven grand a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I uh, uh, I speak to him, and, and, and now over the last year, 18 months, I've realised that, you know, I should be charging more than him. Not that anybody would pay me that, <laughs> but because, you know, they're paying for a brand. But certainly you should be able to get a decent day rate on, on what we're doing. Mm. Yeah, which is a lot more lucrative than uh, doing tax returns. Yeah, understanding your value is another part of a, a, every entrepreneur's journey. Once mm-hmm. again, my own included. Um, I think, and it, this is slightly different. I, I was going to talk about your marketing and who your ideal kind of clients are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely in a different place in their business journey right now. But if we look at where I came from, when I first started my business, I didn't have these big hairy goals I just wanted to earn a living. Therefore, I was char- charging an hourly rate that I would do mm. if I was being employed. That, that's I, the, and that's the mindset. mindset that, that was my mindset. Through. And it was for 15 to 18 yeah. years. And then suddenly when I took these two other guys uh, on, I suddenly realized that, you know what? I know these other practices that they work for, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So... If this is the quality of what these guys are, and this is where they worked, and so on and so forth, I know I'm much better than these other guys. Mm. Hence, where all this has come from. Excellent. So, with all of this knowledge, with your 25 years of accounting experience, your advisory service, and with the Scale Up um, Success Program, yeah, who is it you're looking to work with currently? Well, I, I, I would. I mean, <clears throat> the compliance work is bread and butter. So we're, we're not turning that away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but our, our, our ideal client um, is 2 million turnover to 25 million turnover. And staff, maybe 20, 25 staff up to about 250 staff. Okay. 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 So, uh, and in terms of fees, um, if I'm working with a twenty, uh, a two point five million turnover business, I will let you say if I don't make you as much, at least as much money as I'm charging you, I'll give you money back. You can't say fairer than that. I do yeah. like guarantees like that. And uh, if I'm working with a two point five million turnover business, let's say I'm charging twenty five grand. Mm-hmm. 
How much is 25,000 as a percentage of 2.5 million? You are the accountant. Please don't ask me numbers. One percent. One percent. Are you telling me I can't find one percent growth in that uh, company's profits? Yeah. If I can't, I need shooting. Yeah. It's interesting. So when did you start, like, um, approaching this niche and wanting to work with these businesses? Well, as I said, all through the lockdown, so literally for almost a year and a half, Mm -hmm. Uh, every Sunday, uh, my colleague and I, we, we sit down and we uh, uh, work on it. Um, and we were originally going to start marketing in um, May, but then the full lockdown didn't happen. So we'd taken a, a stand at a uh, exhibition, which was then uh, cancelled. So mm-hmm. our stand's now being put forward to next year. Um so we didn't actually start really until uh, July. So during that time, we've been building up lots and lots of connections. Only uh, since July, I feel like I've known you a lot longer than that. We, we first met in April. Yeah. Yeah, and April you could that just start meeting. Sense. Yeah, yeah. But, but you you couldn't actually market anything. You couldn't get out there, and most people were too scared to to go and talk to anyone. Mm. Um, and. Um, uh, we uh, uh, are now building up our own network. So last week I had a meeting with uh, somebody uh, who's setting up his own network. Unfortunately, this guy's only got about two to three years uh, possibly of life left okay. um, because he's ill. Mm. But he wants to achieve something in those two or three years. And Absolutely. he's built up a, a network of about 90 professionals that he's, he's working with. So what we're doing is, is uh, he's seeing that as real value to what uh, he wants to do. So mm-hmm. he wants us to take the lead on it. And each of these 90 uh, professionals has, has got their own uh, uh, connections. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the thing about networking. It's, it's, yes, it is about the person you network with directly, but if you look at it with the expansive connections they have, yeah. people seem to go into a room and just see the room. Mm. And this is, um, you think that it's been said enough because you see it all the time. You think that people would know. It's never the room. It's who the room knows. But Absolutely. it's so short-sighted sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the reasons we, we, we're paired up with Ernst & Young is just purely for the branding. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm then uh, um, myself. Yeah, I mean, one one of the things uh, uh, we're looking at. So there's a an exhibition at uh, the XL in November yeah. called the Business Show. Mm-hmm. So um, I just came across it, and I said to my colleague, "Look, go on there, book yourself a couple of tickets, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll go and spend the day there." Mm-hmm. There's expected to be twenty five thousand businesses uh, visiting, mm-hmm. and uh, the way my mindset has now changed, when I was booking my ticket, it, it asked, would you be prepared to, or would you like to take a stand? So I didn't say yes. I didn't say no. I said maybe. Okay. I knew somebody would call me. Yes, they will. They <laughs> if they don't, you'd be disappointed, wouldn't you? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so they called me and said, would you like to take a stand? I said, well, yes, send me some details, et cetera, et cetera. And they did. And then I spoke to my colleague. He said, no, it's too early. Uh, we've only just started. It's going to cost us uh, a few thousand pounds. And uh, uh, no, we don't want to take the risk yet. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I said, well, I don't know. Let's just think about it. Got a follow-up call from the uh, exhibitors. Um, they said, oh, it's really good stand. It's a good location, good site, et cetera, et cetera. So mm. no, send me the details. So he sent me the details. Um, I said, we'll have it. Okay. So we booked it. Then um, I then, after booking it, I told my uh, colleague, I said, I've booked stand. He said, oh, yeah, what else? I said, look. Yeah, just shut out for the moment. Yeah, um, if uh, if we lose money on it, I'll pay it. Yeah, it won't okay. be a joint thing. I'll pay the whole lot. Here you go but, with the guarantees again. Yeah, and I said, uh, uh, let's talk about it on Sunday on our meeting. So we uh, uh, met up on Sunday. He said, yeah, but I thought we'd agreed not to book it and so on. Uh, I said, listen, yeah. I said, you're the salesman. Did you not? He said, yes. I said, how many clients will we need on the sort of fees that we're charging to break even? I said, one. Mm, just the one. I said, you're telling me that 25,000 visitors and you yeah. can't make one sale. And there's always, like, like networking, it's not necessarily what you're going to walk away with on the day. It's about no. the nurturing and the follow-up and the, and the using those connections more. So as long as you can capture their information, which is why the sweet bowl's always out, yeah. have a sweet, give me your email address, or yeah. something to that effect. But now uh, we've got something even more powerful. Good, I should hope yeah. so. <laughs> I said to him, I said, look, yeah, you and I are going to be there for the two days. We'll probably get some uh, uh, else, somebody, you know, I'm sure they don't want to look at a couple of old, codgy old uh, 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 guys, yeah. <laughs> Let's get uh, some some help. Some, uh, An injustice, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I said, but aside from that, I said, we want to make ourselves look bigger. Yeah. So we've created eight slots, four on each day, mm-hmm. for what we are calling our added value advisors. So who are we working with? So we've got a, 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 a bank that they want to attend mm-hmm. as one of our, yeah, so it's going to be a two-hour slot. Okay, so-and-so bank is going to be there. We've got national uh, chain of insolvency practitioners. Okay. Yeah, we've got a really good insurance broker. Mm-hmm. Got a really good marketing young lady. <laughs> but yeah, so, so we're creating these slots that one, it gives them exposure. Yeah. Well, it's not going to cost them anything, but it just gives us kudos. And it's the value add. That's what you said value at the add. beginning. It's the value add. You're doing something more than they would expect. It's And would they book in with those? Would yeah, well, we'll just say, okay, you want to talk to yeah. a, a banking come specialist? Back time. Come back at this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to talk to uh, uh, an IFA, come back this time. Mm-hmm. So if the IFA spoke- wants to be there all day, that's fine. Absolutely. So you've spoken about quite traditional marketing methods. Um, you know, there's a lot of sales in here. There's a lot of networking. There's a lot of, like you've discussed, events and conferences and, and partnerships. Where do you stand on the digital side of marketing? I think I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I know it's, it's powerful. My daughter is, um, uh, she worked for three different companies after graduating, all in um, uh, PR, social media, et cetera. Uh, last year, she got made redundant uh, uh, after being on furlough for many months. And uh, she was saying to me, shall I get another job? What shall I do? I said, 
do what you like, because she's getting married and she's going to go off to the States uh, once the Americans get their act together and give her a visa. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, she started doing a newsletter. Okay. Uh, just, just on branding. Yeah. Um, that was less than a year ago. Now she's fully booked on a day rate, a good day rate. Mm. Just earning money from social media and branding. Yeah, it's a great game. It's like, and it really is something that, um, it's not rocket science. This is, it's about human connection. This is what my perspective on marketing is. It's about human connection. So as long as you understand how to use the technology in order to convey that emotion, then you're onto a winner. Yeah. But it, it, but it's not something you necessarily get involved in yourself then. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I don't even think about it because I've got my hands full. And in the way I think, people buy people. Yeah. And it's more about meeting people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if we're charging decent money, then uh, uh, I don't need to have 50 or 100 clients. No. Yeah, don't forget, this is icing on the cake. So if in the first year I pick up 10 or 15 clients, um that's all pocket money absolutely so um what advice you would you give then because you come from a different perspective when it comes to marketing what do you what advice do you give other accountants as to how to best grow their practice work with me (laughs) (laughs) um no it's uh it's it's more about uh yeah just just yeah it's a cliche you know um uh work out outside the box but most people don't they just do the same old same old same old mm. yeah and and get to work with people who who are thinking differently don't go go and sit with the same old people because you'll get the same old results yeah I, I think this is the other thing i see quite often in the industry and it's, I would imagine it's the same for many industries, but when I speak to accountants, they're like, but we've used an agency and we've had mm. our fingers burned. And yeah. that's the story that comes back all the time. Um, and I think, I think it comes down to them not taking control of their marketing. They have no control of their strategy. They don't they want think it's just going to land in their, in their lap. Yeah, they just want to close their eyes and push a magic button and, and for all to be there. So when, when we're setting all these meetings up, so last week, so not last week, week before, we had 16 Zoom meetings in two days. How many? 16? 16, yeah. And that yeah, was all with, be. yeah, well, that was all with our potential added value partners, people we want to work with. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we, we, we structured the meeting. Mm-hmm. We had our tick list, so you asked this question, I was like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I and then we marked them. <laughs> Yeah. Then from there, we've got lots and lots of um, uh, uh, one-to-one, you know, person meetings that we want to schedule up. Mm-hmm. The first one was literally a bit of a screening, but the second one, we've got an idea as to who we're going to work with. But now it's, it's going to be in-person, one-to-one, and say, yeah, is there some connection? Is there uh, some rapport? Mm-hmm. Uh, are we thinking on the same wavelength? And this, know, this is not something you can get from Zoom? You think it no. needs to be in-person? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one-to-one on Zoom is fine, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but you, you don't build up a connection unless you see somebody in person. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I I have, I was in B&I, as you were as well. 
are were. I think you are. Still am. Still yeah. are. Yeah. So I've but taken. I'm, I'm not so sure how long I'll stay. But... <laughs> it's always a question. You should always be evaluating it as well. Um, but I was in BNI. I've taken a sabbatical for a little while. Um, uh, oh, what's the point I was going to get to? The um, the meeting up when they wanted to go back face to face. I realised that I had so much I needed to do and achieve and everything. I didn't see going back face to face as worth them. Mm-hmm. But I would always go out for one to ones, and I think mm-hmm. this is the difference. I'd rather have the meeting online, so it takes yeah. up less time. I feel like it's the compliance side of being high. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then I would go out and I'd have one-to-ones and I'd make connections and you'd have a small talk and you'd get to understand people on a deeper level. And I think that's so important. But just going around a table and talking about business, I just didn't see it as valuable. No, no. uh, And the other thing I found with uh, BNI is that the uh, uh, Zoom meetings, uh, in our chapter, there was 50, 51 people. Mm. You go into a breakout room and you know, there's two people already talk, talking, they're having a conversation, you feel like you're interrupting. Whereas if in your room, you know, if, if you're standing you know, and your body language is right, you walk straight in and start talking to them and, and it, it's great. Yeah. That is, again, a people, I think people skills are something that we're all going to have to relearn, by the yeah. way. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I used to do, a, I say I used to, uh, I, I spent a lot of money um, uh, uh, along with a lot of time, um, on personal development. You did, yeah. I remember you yeah, saying so, um, um And all of that I'm now putting into practice. Mm. Uh, I've been, I say I've been meaning to do it for years, but one thing after another, it didn't happen. Uh, but then, you know, with the, with the lockdown, it gave me a chance to rethink it. That's mm. exactly what we do. Mm. And it's quite exciting. So give me an overview of what the Scale Up Success Programme is going to look feel like what's what's it going to deliver it's pretty simple yeah so we are more than happy or we'd love to meet uh, a prospective client before we meet them we would send them out uh, uh, a questionnaire Uh, if there's two three four directors great yeah it's a confidential questionnaire that would come back to us and we wouldn't share it with the other directors Mm -hmm. But that gives us a flavour as to where they're going. Yeah, you could have one point to the left, one point to the right, one going upwards, one going downwards. Then you wonder why their business is not going yeah. where it should. Be. I've done this with a with a law firm. Yeah, highly different answers. Very yes. interesting, indeed. So, and then we would then sit down with them and mm-hmm. uh, have a, a meeting for uh, a couple of hours. Um, and out of that, we would then give them a, a what we call an ideas report. And that's totally free of charge. Once they've looked at the or gone through the ideas report, we we'll then recommend that they have uh, essentially a deep dive uh, workshop half mm-hmm. a day, which we will do, but at a discounted price. And from there, we'll effectively come out the the proposal. Okay. Yeah, it, it'll have their vision in there. It'll have the number in there that they want to achieve, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then we've got. Our whole um, uh, uh, model is all um, is all modular. So, what does a business need? So, it needs somebody to have a look at the taxes. So, that's a module. It needs somebody to have a look at the management information systems, accounting systems. That's a module. 
Mm-hmm. One on the bookkeeping as a module, one on their sales as a module, one on their gross yeah. margin as a module. So one on HR, one on so you name it, we've got modules to cover it. Yeah. So once we've done the deep dive workshop, we know exactly which modules then you start on first. Okay, so then they're prioritized. Is it prioritized that then fits into their roadmap over the next five, ten yeah. years, and then that fits into uh, uh, a cash flow forecast, trading forecast, uh, so that we've got a lot of action uh, points that uh, we can look at uh, to deliver where they want to be. Excellent. So and at the same time, we would then uh, come along every week, every month, as is would be required. Uh, help implement whatever we need to implement mm-hmm. and kick them back. Hold them accountable. <laughs> yeah, because that, that, that's what makes them uh, achieve. So there is um, one, one point I want to really make is when we started speaking at the beginning, mm-hmm. we were talking about advisory services in accountants' practices. I don't think they need to be doing that themselves if they don't have the skill. I know there's um, somebody that I'm working with at the moment and he's like, well, I would like to offer these advisory services, but I don't have the business knowledge, acumen or skills to be able to provide them. So what do you say to them? Well, let me say um, uh, it's pretty straightforward, really. Um, So we, we run payroll. Yeah, so we have a bit of HR expertise. But I'm no HR expert. Mm-hmm. So you bring somebody in. Yeah. Um, we look at websites and stuff. I'm not a website expert. We bring somebody in. You don't even like digital marketing. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, uh, as I, our, our, our first uh, uh, client that we picked up um, is an accountancy practice. Right. And straight away, you know, we had a couple of meetings just uh, – because I wasn't even looking for uh, at him as a client. Mm. It's just going to be a case study. Yeah. Let's see how we can help him. And uh, within two um, two meetings, he said, I'm spending 500 quid a month on uh, uh, somebody who's doing some uh, marketing for me. I said, great. What's the results? Mm. Zero. Mm. He said, I might be better off spending it with you. Yeah. Yeah, so he switched over. Yeah. We were talking to a, a, another young lady who is um, running a, um, a credit agency. Exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if she comes over. And yeah, she's one of our added value partners because we want her to do the credit stuff for clients, etc. Yeah. But she, she may well, from the language, uh, become one of our, um, uh, our clients as well. Mm. I think people spend money on marketing and it doesn't work. And I think the reason is it's a tick box. Yeah. And that that <laughs> both upsets and offends me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not working towards their own strategy. They're just ticking a box. Now, there are other people and the people that write blogs and they write blogs and they write blogs and they have no reason, no understanding of what on earth they're doing. They're just writing. And it's not going to get seen by anyone. And that is a shame because that's... Yeah. That's where. Why why do do I not do blogs? Uh, One, I don't know how to. Um, Second, uh, is that if I'm doing a blog, I want to put the content in. Mm. Yes, somebody may help me structure it and all the rest of it. But if I want to put a message across, somebody else is not going to put that across as well as I can because it's my practice, it's my business, it's me. 
Yeah, I think there are definitely ways of working with people to do that, but that's yeah. a point for another day. Um, we're running out of time, Lorinda. I could okay. speak to you forever, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to leave it to the end of September now, but do me a favour, answer me this one question. Okay. What is the sexiest thing about accounting? I I really enjoy talking to my clients, especially this new stuff about growing the business. Yeah, I mean, so many companies just sit there and look at the numbers and they talk tech, they talk debits and credits, yeah. and balance sheets, P&Ls, and, and clients don't understand that. Mm. You don't get clients in here that don't want to go because we're talking business. Yeah, talk pounds, shillings and pence. Yeah. What's in their pocket? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as you start talking about technical terms of accounting, and I work with accountants all the time. Yeah. But I can't. I can't stand it. I don't. I don't want to learn accounting. This is no. the other thing. Don't teach me accounting. Teach me how to run a business. I need exactly. business support. Yes. Hmm. So it's been a pleasure, Narinda. I hope you've had fun today. I did. Yes. Thanks for your time. Yeah. I hope the recording comes out well. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Do me a favour, though. Could you just let people know where to get hold of you? Oh right. Okay. So. Um, uh, two uh, two areas. One is uh, obviously as uh, the accountancy practice. I'm an accountant, uh, and my phone number is zero seven eight five zero five one six one. The website, which is under construction at the moment, is avna.co.uk. Uh, but the more interesting side is the uh, uh, scale up success business, which is about creating millionaires. Uh, same number you can get me on and the uh, website is scaleupsuccess.co.uk I believe there is also a hyphen in there as well scaleup-success.co.uk Indeed, you're right I don't (laughs) even know my own (laughs) website (laughs) I've got you back (laughs) If you want to learn more visit www.kellydawn.online Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We've got a ton more guests already lined up and I can't wait to share that with you. Please also remember to check out our sponsor, Charterpath. They're bridging the gap between financial skills and the non-profit sector. And if you're looking at growing your practice and wondering what is the next step for you or how to do that, maybe you want to check out Accounting Pirates as well. We've got a treasure chest of support there that might be able to help you get to your next level.